You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It is a slow time in the NFL. That's why we're catching up on all the things you need to know around the league here. We've been doing our top nine list because nine's my favorite number. It's one less than ten, but gives you three things to talk about over three segments over the show. So conveniently packaged and wrapped for you here to digest for fantasy football. Today, we're going to look at the running back situations that make us a little bit nervous in fantasy football. These situations where there's multiple guys, we're not sure who's going to start, who's going to get the key touches in what situation. So we're going to look at those uh, backfields that uh, concern us a little bit, looking at injuries, looking at committees, and uh, beyond that as well on today's show. So we'll dive all into that here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms every day. So don't forget, we'll look at the wide receivers tomorrow. So those situations where we're not sure who the one, two, or three are, and we want to figure that out for fantasy football. So we'll continue the series and wrap up the week looking at that position with our top nine list. But we need to dive into today's top nine list, and let's get right into it. The number nine situation we're worried about for running backs is the Cincinnati Bengals because we're not sure about the Joe Mixon love here. Are they totally sold on him still being the lead back? They didn't cut him. They didn't trade him, but it's been hard to trade running backs. We know that Dalvin Cook has been on the block. It doesn't happen there. Austin Eckler wanted to trade. He ended up going back to the Chargers with a new contract. So extremely hard to move running backs, especially a guy that has some mileage getting up there, slowed down a little bit last year. There's no more Samaje P. Ryan to fall back on in Cincinnati. So they're looking at Trayvon Williams. They're looking at the rookie Chase Brown out of uh, Illinois. So again, they've got some options there. They can look at Chris Evans is still around there in Cincinnati. So it is a, a tough backfield to navigate. We've thought that it could cut into Mixon at some point. We haven't seen that develop or materialize yet here for the Bengals. But it definitely could happen this year if they phase him out a little bit want to see more of Williams in that backfield so we're gonna say that Mixon for now conservatively is an RB2 that we can look at his values dropped quite a bit in fantasy football we talked about that one of those players that is going to slide here from that RB1 status from last year but we'll see if he goes any further down here because we're a little bit concerned the way it's playing out in Cincinnati so again it's not too bad here but we know there's a little bit of doubt on Mixon here. That's enough here to put them at number nine. Over some other teams we looked at, Rashad White looks like he'll be the lead guy for the Buccaneers. So they didn't quite make it here on the list. But the Bengals, just with Mixon and the cloud over him, put them in the cloudiest situations. At number eight, it's also a little bit injury-related here with the uh, the Broncos. Javonta Williams, he had that major knee injury from last year. It seems like... For all intents and purposes, Brees Hall and the Jets, they're confident him being the lead back again and uh, staying ahead of those running backs they had in the draft there in uh, Israel Abakan, Abin, Anikanda. And then looking at uh, Zonovan Knight 
and Michael Carter. But here the Broncos are a little bit concerned because P. Ryan went from the Bengals to the Broncos to be a contingency here. And they still have some depth in the backfield in Denver. It's a new coaching staff here with Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi. They're going to change things up a little bit, so worried about that. But Samaj P. Ryan definitely is a threat here. And they got a back. They could do a little bit of everything, right? Because that's what Javante Williams did. There's no more... Concern about uh, the power back touches being lost here for Javonta. But last year they went a little bit committee there and gotten some other bodies. So a little bit concerned there. But when you look at it, it's all about the health here, right? We're not, not sure if Williams is going to be on the field. P. Ryan can cut into the touches because he's a good third down back, good receiver, can pass protect and help you just as a good power runner when needed as well. So that's what makes us a little concerned given that it's a high-end backup that the Broncos added intentionally here in fantasy football. So, Javante, let's watch that health here before we move forward because it is a major injury. Right now, we have to conservatively put him as an RB2 with some upside. After so much hype was there last year, keep in mind, it, he lived up to it a little bit, but it was just disappointing with the injury there at the end. It just didn't get the touches we needed. So, let's hope that they give him the Alvin Kamara treatment should he come back healthy here. The Broncos have a workhorse that's the receiving forward that puts up a lot of numbers. The number seven uncertain backfield here is the Houston Texans. Now, look good for Damian Pierce, but they do have Mike Boone in the mix, and he's a good zone-blocking runner there in the new offense by Bobby Slowick, the former 49ers assistant there. So they're going to put that scheme in. Damian Pierce, we'll see if he can hold up on that zone-blocking scheme. There are some similar concepts the last year, you also have Devin Singletary that you're worried about that came over from the Bills. So clouds it a little bit here because, again, new offense, different type of backfield, remixed here. What are they going to look for? We know that in general, the 49er style of running game and tying to Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan going all the way back to Denver, just uncertain the type of back that they like to fit best in that system to be productive. So we've also seen it's fickle. It can turn quickly here. Damian Pierce coming off an injury-shortened rookie season. He was fantastic as an RB2 for much of the year on a team that didn't produce much. He was very active and ran well and put up the numbers. He was the bright spot there offensively as they had a transition at quarterback. So it's something to watch there for sure. Devin Singletary can cut into what Damian Pierce can do, but we're hoping that Pierce can still hold on to somewhat of a lead role there in Houston. All right, there you have a look at the Three first to most uncertain situations there, the Bengals, Broncos, and Texans. We'll get to six more teams that are more uncertain than that, all the way up to a situation that is very messy for fantasy football. We'll break it all down for you here on today's show. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by FanDuel. That's America's number one sportsbook. It's a great time to get in. NBA and NHL playoffs almost wrapping up here with the finals in both sports. We know baseball is in full swing as we get toward the All-Star break. And the action is just as exciting and interesting that you can find on FanDuel Sportsbook as you would find during the NFL season. You already have week one lines that you can explore there as well. Because right now, new customers at FanDuel Sportsbook can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They have all kinds of great bets there with great promotions every day that you can take advantage of for 
nice little combinations and parlays that you can consider all of a single game. So you can check those out. FanDuel is also going to give you a safe and secure experience, whether you're working online or on the app, so you don't have to worry about any information uh, going out to where it doesn't need to be. You're safe, secure, and uh, with your money, once you uh, win your bets, you get paid instantly there, so you can see the money deposited right to your account. There's no better place to get all the playoff action and bet on it than in America's number one sportsbook. That is FanDuel. There, so check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA and a proud sponsor here of Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Fantasy Football. It is time to continue the show here and uh, break down more uncertain backfield situations. We went through the Bengals at number nine, the Broncos at eight, the Texans at seven. Now we're getting a little bit serious here with. What we're worried about for sure. It's uh, pretty messy here that we look at with the Washington Commanders. Yeah, this is not very good. They come in at number six. Just not sure what you're going to get from the Commanders with Antonio Gibson and uh, Brian Robinson. Junior Robinson's listed first. They also have Chris Rodriguez in the draft. So very uh, shaky situation that we're trying to navigate through with the Commanders. And uh, look, it's leaning a little bit toward... Gibson, just based on his receiving skills and what Eric Bieniemy might look at in a running back to coming over from the Chiefs. We know it's a forward for those receiving backs. They have appeal, but they also had Isaiah Pacheco, a Brian Robinson type back, really produced last year. So something to look at there for sure with this uh, backfield where, look, the commanders, they have uh, some options here. They're rebooting the offense. They were tired of Scott Turner. And remember, Scott Turner and that offense looked for a power back to set up the downfield passing game, much like his uh, father Norv would have called back in the day. So when you look at it, the commanders are all about now getting Gibson involved. Ron Rivera is a big proponent of Gibson. He compared him once to Christian McCaffrey, so there's that as well. So I think he was a bit disappointed that they t- didn't tap into Gibson as much last year. So you think Biennemi as a former running back in the University of Colorado, what he did, with the Chiefs is going to unlock the pass-catching potential and versatility of Gibson a little bit more, especially with an uncertain quarterback situation with Sam Howell there probably being the starter, so younger quarterback, or Jacoby Brissett, who is a veteran who realizes the importance of checkdowns. So Antonio Gibson, I would think it leans there, but it's still uncertain between him and Robinson who's going to get the key touches. At number five, we have the Buffalo Bills, and uh, this is... A little bit worrisome because they have Damian Harris, and he's a back that has had some success in New England as a power back, but he can't stay healthy and on the field and consistent. You also have uh, one uh, James Cook still around. So how does it play out between these two guys? James Cook, is he the receiving change of pace here? Are you looking at Damian Harris holding up on the early downs? Is it that simple, replacing Devin Singletary? Or is it more complicated? Will Harris cross over a little bit? Do they trust him a little bit more? They didn't really address this position too much. As expected here, they weren't too aggressive. They didn't think about it too much in the draft. So they're going to figure it out here between Harris and Cook. How is it going to be split up between these two guys? It's very uncertain here. And really, the Bills are a pass-first team with Josh Allen. And Allen also cuts a lot into the running game. So right now, we would lean towards Harris seeing early down, Cook being the change of pace guy. But it also could emerge where Cook is the main guy here and Harris is kind of the closer and power back. So... We have to see how that plays out. Again, Harris's health is a big factor here. Now, if Harris has more injury issues and durability concerns and not being able to stay on the field like much of his Patriots time, 
then you'd feel really good about James Cook in this situation. And still, they're number five, cloudiest backfield in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. Number four, we don't want this to be cloudy, but it is. Uh, we don't know if it's just coach speak from Pete Carroll or not, but the Seahawks. So this was just out of nowhere. Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA was taken in the second round. That's exactly the round in which they took Kenneth Walker. Now you have Pete Carroll saying they're going to compete for the starting job. Here we go again. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. This thing is playing out once more. It's been messy. Marshawn Lynch was the guy several years ago, but since then the Seahawks have been messing around with their backfield, not being tied to one guy specifically, even if one guy produces big time, right? You know, Chris Carson doing well, but then he had the durability issues. Rashad Penny was drafted in the first round, then Carson took over as an unheralded back that just impressed them. So they're not really tied to any draft pedigree at all in Seattle. And the real worrisome thing is here that Walker and Charbonnet have the exact same exact pe- the pedigree draft that you'll have. So when you look at that, they're both kind of power backs with a little bit of juice in the passing game that has not been explored as much. But Walker, after a fine season, why is he competing for this job? Well, it's the Seahawks again, and their backfield ways are a little bit mysterious uh, compared to uh, other teams for sure. So we're just a little bit uh, wondering, Walker, Charbonnet, is this going to be a 50-50 split? Is it going to be situational? Is it going to be game time dependent? Like someone's early, someone's the closer. Is it going to be down to down? Is it going to be series to series? I'm not sure with these two. So again, that's why they had to be number four, because this is a threat to a, a fantasy force from last year down the stretch in Kenneth Walker. And we thought Walker was good to go. He was fine. Free agency passed. They moved on from some guys. Rashad Penny signed with Philadelphia. Travis Homer went to Chicago. But no, it got very troublesome again. Don't forget about Kenny McIntosh as well. He was a back that they drafted later. So, yeah, it was not an ideal draft for Kenneth Walker here in 2023 when it was out of the park for him in 2022. All right. So three more teams we looked at there in that segment, the Commanders, Bills, and Seahawks. That leaves three more teams that actually have more uncertain situations at running back here going into the 2023 season. Teams that we need to be patient on and figure out what to do there in fantasy football here. It is a great time of year to check out all the team-by-team podcasts here on the Lockdown Network. Catch up on anything you missed in the offseason with our Lockdown NFL show, our Lockdown team-by-team shows, the insight you need to know ahead of OTAs and minicamp and training camp. Well, it's the quiet part of the offseason. Check it out. They're all part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, again, everydayers, a real special shout out to you for checking us out every day. And tomorrow, again, we'll look at the wide receiver uncertainty across the league and count that down from nine to one. All right, time to close the show and look at the top three most frustrating, we'll call that, backfields in fantasy football at this point. Number three is the Philadelphia Eagles. Much like the Seahawks, they have a battle for the key touches here with now a pair of newcomers. The Seahawks had one there in Charbonnet with Walker. Here you have two. Rashad Penny comes over in free agency. Miles Sanders signed with the Panthers, so they had to replace him. So, okay, you're looking right that Penny, Sanders, very similar. Eat uh, chunk runs up beyond good offensive lines. They're pretty much running dedicated players. Explosive, power-type backs. 
So you're in business here. Then they add DeAndre Swift in the draft in a trade with the Lions after the Lions get Jameer Gibbs. We thought the Eagles might be going that direction to get Jameer Gibbs or Bijan Robinson. It doesn't go in that way, so they go get DeAndre Swift. But the problem with Penny and Swift, both durability issue guys, they also have re-signed Boston Scott. Kenneth Gainwell still in the mix here for the Eagles. So it's uh, tough to figure out where they're going to go in this backfield. Is it hot hand approach? Swift, it would seem, is the better dedicated receiving style back and change of pace. While you would see Rashad Penny being the power guy, will it be a committee that goes that way? Would they just use Scott and Gainwell as deep backups here? Will they cut one of these guys? So it is really tough to figure out what the Eagles are going to do. But it is something we're invested in, much like the Seahawks, because the offensive line is so good. The offense is so good. That running back is going to be productive no matter what. So we'll see how this plays out. But Penny and Swift, first goal for either is going to be stay on the field, showing some health here through training camp in the preseason to prove that they can have a key role here in the Eagles' backfield. But it would help us a little bit if we kind of knew, that, okay, Swift is the receiving guy, so we look at him at half point and full PPR a little bit. We look at Penny as the power guy. We see him more in standard leagues, more because of that offensive line and just running and pounding out the yards, playing off Jalen Hurts. So that would help. We just need some clarity there. And it would also help if one of these guys did not be available, then the other guy would be a key component, and you would feel better about him as an RB1 potential with the feature-type touches. All right, we'll wait for the Eagles to figure themselves out. The Bears are actually messier than that because, look, they said goodbye to David Montgomery. They didn't re-sign him. He goes to Detroit, and he thought he was in business until after uh, moving Swift and uh, Jamal Williams, they added a Jameer Gibbs there. So now David Montgomery's gone. The Bears add Donta Foreman. Okay, so it makes sense here with Khalil Herbert. But then they add Travis Homer, and they add Roshan Johnson. So they added a couple power backs in Foreman, and Johnson, who both happened to play at the University of Texas. They had Travis Homer, a bit of a change of pace back with Khalil Herbert. So we thought Khalil Herbert was going to be in business. They just need to move David Montgomery. Here, that did not happen. Now you got four viable backs, and the way they need to figure this out is maybe by situation, competition here. Foreman would seem to be the lead for the power back, but Roshan Johnson is also pretty good in that capacity. You have uh, Khalil Herbert is a decent change of pace. He had good success last year. When Montgomery was on the shelf, so I'm quite not sure what you're going to get from this backfield. And then Justin Fields, we know, is a rushing production hog. He's very good at it. He's going to put up big numbers there. So what do you have left here playing off Fields in the running? Is it just going to be piecemeal between those guys? I mean, Foreman and Johnson and Herbert and then a little bit of Travis Homer in those change of pace situations beyond special teams. So I'm not exactly sure what you're going to get from the Chicago backfield, but it's one that I think I might avoid until there's a little bit of clarity here for this Matt Eberflus, uh, Luke Getze situation here going forward. But the Bears definitely really uh, making us spin in circles here and try to figure out their backfield for fantasy football. Well, there's one way to look at uh, a backfield, remixing it with new names. How about a backfield that is making us confused because of who's already there and is back here? So Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. were free agents in Miami, they bring both of those guys back. So then, okay, these guys are splitting again. They're in the 49er system. They're interchangeable. They know each other well. They can handle each other's touches here. A lot of speed on the field between those two. Okay, great. And then you have now Miles Gaskin still in the mix. A change of pace guy. You can catch passes. Maybe he's out of the mix. But then 
Mike McDaniel couldn't get enough of running backs. He went after Devin Achain in the draft. He was so excited about that pick. I thought Achain, again, was right there behind Robinson and Gibbs as the third best running back in his class. So here we go again. This is a guy that was in San Francisco and Elijah Mitchell merged over Trey Sermon to be the lead back. We all were in on Sermon thinking that it was going to be a good role for him because of Mostert and Wilson and the injuries that they were going to have there. But then it turned out to be in a different direction. So we don't want to assume anything about Mostert or Wilson. And now you've got Devin Chain in there. Could he have a bigger role that we don't expect here? Does Miles Gaskin rebound and fight for more attention in this backfield? We're not sure. And Mostert and Wilson on top of that have injury issues, right? So does Gaskin. So you got all those durability things that you're looking at. You could really line up well for the rookie in Miami. So Really interesting situation developing, but not very good for fantasy football because we're trying to figure out between four backs in Miami, three and a half backs with the Bears is pretty difficult. Having the two right there that are battling for key touches with the Seahawks and Eagles also very difficult. But that's why these teams rank right at the top here, counting nine to one. So recapping the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Mixon future number nine, most certain running back situation, uncertain I should say. In the NFL, number eight, Broncos with Javante Williams Health with Samaj P. Ryan, the former Bengal of the mix. Seven, the Texans with Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. Yet, number six, the Commanders with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. You had then the Bills with uh, Damian Harris and James Cook. You had the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker versus Zach Charbonnet. Three, the Eagles looking at Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, the newcomers that are backfield. The Bears adding Roshan Johnson, Dante Foreman to Khalil Herbert. And finally, the Dolphins re-signing Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, keeping Miles Gaskin, and then drafting also Devin and Chain. So we're going to watch these backfields. These are the ones we maybe want to avoid, pull away from. This is why you have to be careful and not dig deep into the RB2s that aren't there and force that situation. You might have to play committee approach or flex or zero RB to make it work there. And these are the situations you need to watch most for backfield uncertainty that can throw off our plans in fantasy football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Mini Iyer. Have a great rest of your day. Thursday, we'll come back tomorrow every day with a look at the cloudiest wide receiver situation in the NFL, including the Baltimore Ravens. We're trying to figure out all their new weapons here for their new offense. So, that will be on tomorrow's show to close the week here on Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll check you out there with our next breakdown and our top nine list.